Welcome to In This Healing Moment, a special program presented by Brian's Poetry Oasis for this Lenten season. I'd like to start off with some prayers of gratitude, starting off with my gratitude of all of you as listeners and fellow travelers on this Lenten journey. Thank you for joining me. I want to thank you all for taking the time to share your thoughts and reflections on week one of In This Healing Moment. All of them were valuable, uh, and all of them had a, a different a different perspective. That is going to be helpful in not only informing my future podcasts, but my own Lenten journey. In week one's episode of In This Healing Moment, I had asked the question, what is God calling us to do in a suffering world? And I asked for your help. One of our listeners wondered if people wanted to hear about suffering rather than focusing on the message of hope. Which leads us to the question on this 40-day spiritual journey. If we already know the happy ending to the greatest story ever told, why even have Lent? While at the University of Notre Dame, I also had the opportunity to take courses that, again, ask these very same questions. Central to one of those courses was a book that was co-written by my instructor, Father Don McNeil, along with Douglas Morrison and Henry Nowen, and it was called Compassion. And I'd like to read to you the unique perspective that this book shares on compassion. They write, The word compassion is derived from the Latin words pati and cum, which together mean to suffer with. Compassion asks us to go where it hurts, to enter into places of pain, to share in brokenness, fear, confusion, and anguish. Compassion challenges us to cry out with those in misery, to mourn with those who are lonely, to weep with those in tears. Compassion requires us to be weak with the weak, vulnerable with the vulnerable, and powerless with the powerless. After I had graduated from the University of Notre Dame, where I had a very deep experience of what it means to be a Christian and lots of opportunities to get involved with 
social justice causes and working with people with disabilities and homeless and so forth. And when I graduate, here I am wearing a suit in downtown L.A., making more money than I know what to do with and trying to make sense of it all. Every day I see her on the sidewalks of our city. The way she's dressed makes me depressed and she isn't even pretty. She tries to catch my eye with shiny pants and plastic rubies with makeup thick can make me sick. She looks so much better in the movies. How could she be the one he saved from angry crowds who sought to kill her? How could it be her so impure? She's not even the right color. But it's true. The one we call a prostitute, a hooker, and a whore is the one he touched and loved so much and said, go and sin no more. Every day we drive past sidewalks filled with outcasts and unknowns. Is it really any less wrong casting stairs instead of stones? I appreciate that young man's honesty and in really direct terms, perhaps carrying guilt and wondering if he can truly be the heart and hands of Jesus now that he's in the real world. Last week, I, I posed the question, what is God calling us to do in a suffering world? And I asked for your help. And I got a lot of responses, and I'm grateful to all of you. The common denominator was a sense of calm a sense of, of peace, a sense of an ability through poetry and, and the storytelling of the suffering children in Syria, that it was prayerful and not necessarily one to make us despair. I want to share that there's a joyful path that awaits us through Lent. In acting, in listening, in suffering with, it could actually be a joyful and cheerful experience. Certainly one that, that has peace and not where we have to suffer. For Jesus said, do not be afraid. Around that same time, I 
I had the opportunity, I should say the blessing, to work in a respite home where parents who had severely disabled children and were so taxed and, and tired from all that was required, they would drop their children off and have an opportunity either a day or, or a weekend to, to have some time for themselves. You know, if they are a couple, maybe go on a date. There was this one particular young girl. Her name was Marissa. And what was amazing about her was that she looked completely normal in terms of her, her face. I mean, she she wasn't deformed in any way. Um, she was really beautiful. But because she had her oxygen cut off, there was some kind of complication when she was born. She was completely uh, completely paralyzed and couldn't talk, was was really there for for doing us, for us to do all the the care, feeding and changing her diapers and and so forth. But something happened for me that is the peace and calm that Jesus offered me through trying to be his hands and and, and caring his heart and coming up close and personal with what would otherwise might be heart-wrenching as the other poem depicted. So this is called Marissa. Sweet, sweet Marissa, I hold you in my arms. Do you even know who I am? The one who comes to bring you care through a gentle, loving hand. The warmth of your frail body against my big, strong frame makes me wonder, wonder, wonder. Almost puts me to shame. As you gaze up at me, do you know that I need you too? You're as much here for me as I'm here for you, sweet Marissa. The kingdom of God was made just for you. Many are called, chosen are few. Will you help me to become more like you, sweet Marissa? You stand blameless, so pure, so innocent, heaven-bound and heaven-sent. Sent to remind me of the love I need, to show me the beauty of dependency. A symbol of the weakness we both share, handicapped forever in need of Jesus' care, handicapped together, Lord, hear our prayer. Blessed are you, sweet Marissa. Hey, Brian, it's Rick. Thank you for what was a wonderful podcast episode. Really enjoyed it. I was listening to it at a time where I was, where I am, feeling reflective and kind of quiet. And it gave me a lot to think about and also to feel. 
Um, the Syrian refugees have long been on my heart, and the way that you described their their struggle and their suffering really touched me. 